Let me tell you about American Financing. There's something about a business being family-owned and fully geared toward the best interests of its customers that has always been incredibly important to Americans, really everybody. And it might mean that even, you know, something in the, the coming months that's that's been, you know, that's threatening your financial future, something you have to deal with uh, that is uh, coming. Uh, inflation's a great example of this. If you can find a way to save money now, if you can find a way to fight back against inflation by doing something else in your financial life, that's a, that might be a really wise time to do it. Not to mention, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, inflation uh, and in interest rates seem to be both kind of going the same direction. Uh, the world of home loan options isn't always a friendly one, and navigating it can be tricky, uh, but not everyone is there to help you. Since June of 2001, American Financing has been dedicated to working with you to help get your finances where they need to be. They started in their home, and they moved outward to yours. Uh, they've been working for you and not the bank ever since. Whether it's home loans, mortgage refinancing, or other forms of debt consolidation, American Financing has you covered. Their dedicated team of mortgage consultants are going to take care of you. Check them out now. Go to uh, AmericanFinancing.net or 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. this week uh we talked about joe biden's approval rating which is incredibly low and uh there's some dissatisfaction even among the extreme leftists in hollywood tell you about that uh coming up in about 60 seconds Well, if you're buying a new home, no matter where you are, no matter where you're going, you need realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the best real estate agent in your area. This is a company that Glenn started several years ago, and he basically went through a situation where he had a bad experience selling a home, and he realized his process was off. You know, trust the process is great when your process is solid, but his process was off, and he tried to rework that entire experience by creating realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't just go and go with a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Don't just pick up a name off of a bulletin board or a bench uh, ad. You need to find somebody who actually is qualified and doing the best work in your area. And that's where you go uh, to realestateagentsitrust.com. We know thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people have moved from California and New York and Illinois to red states where, I don't know, things are a little bit more sane. COVID's done that. Uh, we've seen it happen over and over and over again. When you're moving to a real uh, new area, area, you need the best real estate agent in that area. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. Whether you're buying or selling a home, realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, 
Americans believe we're on the wrong track. Um, well, 88% of us do. Just only 88%. And it's not like it's 100% of people. There's yeah. still 12% who think we're doing great. <laughs> Even if you're a Democrat, you can't be. How can you be? That's, you just got to be like screwing with the pollsters. Like yeah. there's a certain amount yeah. of people who will just say the thing you're not supposed to say to a poll. Mm-hmm. That's factored in all the time. No matter what question you ask, you will not get 0%. And that is true. But I have never seen 88% uh, say that we're on the wrong track. Well, that's what I mean. I, I mean, I, that's unbelievable. I th- I'm saying that 12%, I think, is lying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they're just like, no, nah, uh, come on. That's the, It's incredible. We know what you want us to say. We we Obviously, things are going terribly. But, hey, you know, I, I, had to, I had that conversation with my kids this weekend and that you know, they hear, I think they hear a lot of bad, you know, bad news. They think things aren't going well and they don't watch the news. Obviously they're you know, mm-hmm. nine and 10 years old, but you get a general idea that people are a little upset with the president. Uh, we live in Texas. So Biden's approval is not even the lofty 36% he is nationally. I mean, even people do not generally like Biden here in Texas, but it's like, you have to, I had to keep reminding him, yeah, you know, we have a really, things are not going great. And then Joe, Joe Biden's not a great president, but we still have the best country in the world. We st- it's still mm-hmm. the best place to be. Like, I, mm-hmm. trying to keep that July 4th spirit alive a little bit is, not, is a bit mm-hmm. challenging, it honestly. Is. And I think that's a bit unfair. It still is legitimately the best country. I do not want to go anywhere else. I love it here. There's a lot to love. Mm-hmm. But man, it's a challenging time. It is. And it's hard to be excited about the future with this sort of leadership. It is. And that's why his approval ratings at 36% <laughs> in the new Monmouth uh, poll. Uh, but th- there's even discontent among, you know, his extremist base, like uh, the Hollywood elites. Yeah. People like Deborah Messing, mm-hmm. who is unpleased with, with him right now. Now, people might say, wait, wait, you might say, wait, who is Deborah Messing? Like, that might be your oh, initial on. question. Like, wait, why Why are you saying this name as if I should know what it is? And, uh-huh. of course, Deborah Messing was uh, one of the stars of Will and Grace, the fo- right. a foundational uh, educational program that mm-hmm. aired in this country in and the, the Joe 90s-ish? Biden, yes, 90s, and maybe the early 2000s. Okay. Uh, but Joe Biden said this about Will and Grace, just to give you an idea of how important Will and Grace was. Will and Grace probably did more to educate the American public than almost anything anybody's ever done. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, the, ever, the, anyone ever, has any, ever anyone, done so, like the Founding ever. Fathers, for example. Yes, the, they've did, Will and Grace was by far more informative is that and true? educational than than the founding fathers what about some of the religious scholars and leaders from history uh popes and yeah leaders of churches right no will and grace will and grace uh far Al- exceeds them albert einstein you know one of the don't even great not not don't even, even not to will no. the will and grace level no okay <laughs> i mean will and grace you have to know it's important now i i am i i don't want to uh, misgender anyone here I want to be very careful, but okay. was she Grace? Am I, am I to assume that she was yes. Grace in Will and Grace? Yes. Accurately? Indeed okay. she was. All right, good. Mm-hmm. So she, Deborah Messing, the former Will and Grace star, was among dozens, dozens, mm-hmm. I want you to hear that word again, dozens, Okay. of celebrity Democratic supporters and activists who joined a call, dozens of celebrities and activists who joined a call with the White House... Last Monday to uh, to discuss the Supreme Court overturning of Roe versus Wade, the mm. mood was fatalistic. And you know, sometimes you need to stop and say, "We've been saying that maybe things aren't going so well. Think of how great it is 
Oh. That there was a fatalistic call I between love that. dozens of I celebrities in the White House. God, Does that I make me that. a bad person that oh. I love it so much? I love it. I, I have to love it, too. In I, your face. I, I love that. <laughs> and I know. Again, we were talking <laughs> about Lori Lightfoot, the very attractive, by the way, Lori yes. Lightfoot, oh, yeah. earlier saying that we need civility right after saying F. Clarence Thomas. And mm-hmm. we also... <laughs> Mm-hmm. want civility and also feel great about that phone call <laughs> and i i just i mean i i it almost makes me feel romantic i love it so much yep you know it is like i want to have a sip of wine mm-hmm. i want to just ch- sit back and maybe some candlelight lit right it's a romantic evening with this story <laughs> uh the mood was fatalistic according to three people on the call which is also also quote co Oh, God. Co-organized by the advocacy group Build Back Better Together. Oh, my god! Could gosh. they have worse names than these? Are? Build Back Better Together? It's just a collection <laughs> of words. Did AI write that? I don't even understand. It's so clunky. It is. Build Back Better Together. We've obviously mm. covered the history of Build Back Better and very, very, there's quite a bit of evidence that it was created overseas and just translates poorly. It's just like, you know, a bunch mm. of foreign leaders used this before Biden picked it up. And it seems like it's just they just translated and stole a sort of uh, you know great reset esque phrase from other world leaders and just like, oh, build back better, build back better, build back better, build back better. It's just terrible. Well, it, they all start with B. Yeah, I know. But and then so you, somebody's like, whoa, that's perfect. And it ends in er. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you add and in together, together at the end. So you got build back better together. <laughs> who, who would name their organization? This is as you're like a tr- four year old. Right. Like someone who had a giant dartboard of words and just started throwing darts blindly at it. The first four words it hit, they put in the name of the organization. It's just <laughs> terrible. Uh, Deborah Messing, by the way, is uh, Grace from Will and Grace. And that has One some of the big most history. important uh, shows. Will and Grace probably did yeah. more to educate the American public <laughs> than almost, almost anything anybody's ever done. It's, it's, you know, yeah. One thing I, I don't I don't want to call it our precedent here. Because it, sometimes we are critical. We can be critical of our leaders. And I want to be very careful when we do that. But I don't like the way he seemed to allow for a possibility that someone was more educational. He he, he says <laughs> almost anyone else has ever done. It's not strong enough. Which acts as if someone could have possibly, maybe he's not thinking of it at that time. Right. He's allowing for the possibility <laughs> that someone taught us more than Will and Grace. And I find that to be offensive. Me too. I, I hope that's not what he meant. Me too. You know, maybe he's just trying to uh, allow for something like the, the alt-right to, that might have a different opinion. But I feel mm. like Will and Grace was definitely number one in our education over the past few centuries, at least. There's no question. Okay. No question. <laughs> so Deborah Messing from Will and Grace said she gotten Biden elected. Oh, I'll just she? say that one more time, because nah. as you know, she's has Will a big and grace probably did mm-hmm. more to educate the American public than, than almost anything almost anybody's anything. ever done. Can right. you picture these lunatics sitting at home saying Deborah Messing thinks she got Joe Biden elected? <laughs> yeah, what what kind of insane Unreal. person you have to be to be as to have the lack of influence of Deborah S. Messing and think you got the president elected? I mean, you have to be completely off your rocker to think that. And yet she does. 
Mm-hmm. Deborah Messing said she'd gotten Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why she was being asked to do anything at all. Yelling. God, I love this. I love this phone call, Pat. I, I love it. She's yelling mm-hmm. at the White House. Yelling that there didn't even seem to be a point to voting. <laughs> Others wondered why the call was happening. The, that afternoon, participants received a follow-up email with a list of basic talking points. This is how your society operates, everybody. This is how. Why Why is the media all saying the same thing at the same time? Why are all these celebrities doing the same mm-hmm. Instagram posts at the same time? Because the White House is telling them to do it. And this is why they think that everything we do is coordinated, coordinated and planned like this. Because that's how they operate. We do not no. on the right. And I, I, a lot of people argue we should because yeah. it's obviously somewhat yeah. of an effective tactic because people are idiots and they fall for this stuff. There's people out there yep. like Deborah Messing. Yes. Who, who got the president, president elected. elected and has taught us more than almost anybody ever has. Well, I Will understand. probably did more yeah. to educate the American public than, <laughs> than almost anything anybody's ever done. I don't ever. like the use of his word, the word almost, probably there. Probably and almost no, need they, to be removed from removed. that statement. See, another gaffe from Joe Biden because yep. they definitely taught us more <laughs> than anyone ever. Um, that afternoon, they got uh, the uh, follow-up email, which gave... These dozens of celebrities and activists, a basic list of talking points and suggestions of Biden clips to share on TikTok. This is a real story I'm reading you right now. This is just word for word from CNN. My gosh. Wow. The call three days after the decision eliminating federal abortion rights. It's not really what it did, but encapsulates the overwhelming sense of frustration among Democrats with Biden. It offers a new window into what many in the president's party describe as a mismanagement permeating the White House. No! How dare you say that? Top Democrats complain that the president isn't acting with, or perhaps is even capable of, the urgency the moment demands. And that's interesting, because they think he should overturn the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe versus Wade. Right. That's what they believe. They're so stupid. Yeah. They believe that he has some sort of mechanism where he can make this all go away. Well, he can't. Well, there is a bit of fan service you can do in these situations, and it's it's happening in New York right now, for example. The, the, the ruling comes out in the Supreme Court where mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas uh, writes the opinion, hey, you can't just say the Second Amendment is some secondary right that you don't have to respect. People get to re- carry their guns around. And in the mm-hmm. ruling, they say specifically, you can't just turn like, yes, we, there can be, sep- you know, special exceptions, certain areas, you know, a, a courthouse, a bank, you know, there can be certain areas where you don't have guns. But, you know, you can't just say Manhattan is a, a protected area, right? right? Which is what they are essentially trying to do. And so... That overrule happened. The rule was uh, tossed out. And so Kathy Hochul went immediately to the legislation. They passed a law that basically did that. That basically said, well, of course, now you can carry a gun. We're, we're, we agree with the Supreme Court on that. Well, we don't agree, but we're going to honor their ruling because that's our system of government. Let's now pass a law that basically designates any place you would possibly carry a gun as illegal to carry a gun. Exactly what the Supreme Court said you can't do. And so the fan service part of this is... Their activist friends, their supporters, their idiot Deborah Messings will say, good, they're doing something about this. Now, Kathy Hochul knows that eventually this will get overturned in the courts. Mm-hmm. It will probably get overturned pretty quickly in the courts. And she knows this will eventually happen. But what she can do then 
is blame the court. She doesn't have to take responsibility for any of the things that occur. She doesn't actually have to govern. She doesn't have to actually come up with a plan. She doesn't have to actually do anything. She just puts it on them to tell her no. And then she could say, well, I tried. I tried to do something and that darn Supreme Court stopped me again. And mm -hmm. let me try a new law. And again, that one will be overturned because this is how our system of government works. But there are a lot of Deborah Messings in the world. Not always as influential as Deborah Messing, but as dumb as right. Deborah Messing. Well, they couldn't possibly be as influential as Deborah Messing because... Will and Grace probably did more to educate the American public <laughs> than almost anything anybody's ever done. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people don't have that sort of influence, but mm -hmm. they are as stupid as Deborah Messing. So she will cheer something like that on. She'll say, oh, well, finally someone's doing something. But it doesn't mean anything. And and this has been a very common refrain. We're starting to see this, in, you know, you see it in the world of sports all the time. The NFL suspends someone for, you know, 58 seasons. And then, of course, it just gets overturned in some arbitration hearing. And the, mm -hmm. the NFL can say, well, we tried. We did what we could. They overturned it. What are we? Hands in the air. What are you going to do? It's very typical tactic. And going into an election, this is exactly what Kathy Hochul is doing in New York. And it is probably what a bunch of states are going to do. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents too for Glenn coming up. Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference oh man still more from the oh, uh big phone call with the hollywood elites and the white house so good pat this article i mean i don't like i don't praise cnn that, this often but this is just this is just fantastic <laughs> two dozen de leading democratic politicians yeah. and operatives as well as several within the west wing tell cnn that they feel this goes deeper than questions of ideology and posture. Instead, they say it goes to questions of basic management. Uh, multiple Democratic politicians who have reached out to work with Biden, whether it's on specific bills, brainstorming, or outreach, often don't hear anything back at all. <laughs> Which is probably better than him actually answering, yeah. because he's so incompetent. Potential appointees have languished for months waiting to hear if they'll get jobs. <laughs> <laughs> or when they'll be done with vetting invitations to events are scarce thank you calls barely happen even some aides within the white house wonder why biden didn't fire anyone from the west wing or at the food and drug administration to demonstrate some accountability or at least anger over the baby formula debacle now of course they well, did respond yeah. to that with operation fly formula one of the most <laughs> successful operations 
in, in the, the history, history of the world, I believe. Of the world. Yeah. Not as successful as Will and Grace, which had real impacts. Well, because uh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace which, probably uh, did more to educate the American public uh-huh. than almost anything anybody's ever done. And you can't approach even no, you can't approach that. You can't level, but uh, but it was successful. It was nonetheless. Inside the White House, aides are exhausted from feeling forever on red alert, batting at a swarm of crises that keep growing enough for the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, to make an offhand joke about the constant 11th hour decision making in the building when under fire at a recent daily briefing. When Corinne Jean-Pierre is critical of what you're doing, considering her job performance, that is really saying something. She... The worst. Terrible, man. I I mean, I hate. I I mean, to say it. We never like these people on the left that that lie every day for the White House. But she's really bad at it. She's exceptionally bad at it. I swear, this had to be a a handpicked choice of Jen Psaki, because Jen Psaki was not good at her job, but she looks. Like the greatest communicator in all of human history after comparing her with Corinne Mm Jean-Pierre. Corinne Jean-Pierre can't get through one briefing without reading for multiple minutes at a time. She she just looks down at a binder and stares at it, (laughs) reading unrelated responses to the questions given. I mean, Peter Ducey runs her in circles every day. I mean, it really is embarrassing. Again, yeah. I like the fact that the that the administration gets embarrassed over their terrible policies, but it, it is it's it's un, it's somewhat disquieting to watch the leadership of your country act this way so incompetently at every turn. Yeah, you, you'd like them, <laughs> yes, to not be so awful. You know, kind of. Is that yeah. a weird thing to ask for? I know. I don't think it is. What if they weren't terrible? <laughs> what if there's an alternative world in which they didn't screw up everything they touched? I'm just throwing huh. that out there as a possibility for future ideas for Democrats. Yeah. What if you didn't screw up all things? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. all the things. What if all the things weren't screwed up all the time? All the time. I, like, I can't if, imagine what that would be like now because it's been. Two years of this almost uh, solidly screwing everything. I mean, they're the opposite of the Midas touch. Right. Everything (laughs) they touch turns to crap. Yeah. Like, instead of screwing up all of the things all the time, what if you targeted screwing up some of the things some of the time? That would be better. Instead of all of the things at all times. It would be better than it is now. So, yeah. I don't, these are just ideas. We're throwing them out there. I, I don't know if they've considered any of them. No, clearly they have not. No. But, I mean, look, they you have to understand that they, they could still turn this around with, with real power players behind them like Deborah Messing. Oh, yeah. Who was, I don't know if she, she was on Will and Grace, Pat. And that Will was... and Grace probably did more to educate the American public uh-huh. than almost anything anybody's ever done. Right. That's fascinating. So. That, guy, that guy elected to, to the White House. Yeah. That, that guy. The Glenn Beck Program. It's summer, and if your home project to-do list looks anything like mine, it's long. Beat the heat and put on new custom window treatments from Blinds.com at the top of your list. Stay cool and save up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com has premium shades, shutters, drapes, and so much more. They have outdoor shades that will transform your deck or patio. You need help selecting? They have design experts who are really good, and they're available for live consultations, and it's free. 
Need help measuring or installing? They got you covered there, too. Ordering online doesn't mean sacrificing style or service. Tanya and I have used Blinds.com so many times. We love their prices. Their customer service is absolutely incredible. Right now, the number one online retailer of custom window treatments is Blinds.com. So get up to 40% off everything right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Since we were just talking about our wonderful president, I thought we'd share a little something from the past uh, from Joe Biden. This is kind of interesting because um, something was said more recently along these lines, and the person who said it was vilified, demonized. They still uh, bring it up, and it happened, I don't know, three or four years ago, four years ago, maybe five. Uh, Joe Biden, back in 1993, talking about Confederate flag waivers, and here's what he had to say about them. As the senator made a very moving and eloquent speech as a son of the Confederacy, Mm -hmm. Hmm. acknowledging that it was time to change and yield to a position that Senator Carol Mosley Braun raised on the floor of the Senate. Mm -hmm not granting a federal charter to a organization made up of many fine people oh. who, who mm-hmm. continue to display mm-hmm. the Confederate flag. Oh, my. Wait. Oh, my. Many fine people I've that heard display that. the Confederate flag. Where have I heard that before? Huh. I can't. Somebody else said that. I don't know that exact it's phrase. Very fine people. Almost exactly the same phrase. Wow. Uh, somebody just unearthed that and it started, you know, circulating on the internet. And uh, appreciate whoever it was that sent that to us because that's incredible. That is really incredible. <laughs> okay, wait. You said the exact same thing 30 years ago, and now it's the worst thing you can possibly say. And, like, the, the same thing applies <clears throat> to Trump that applied to Biden at that time, which is, you know, like, the point was more broad than saying they're both, there are fine white supremacists. That's not what they're saying. That, no. They're no. saying that, you know, some people use that flag for, I mean, look, the freaking Dukes of Hazard used the flag, right? Yeah. It was... Not yeah. seen as a uh, a right or wrong was not seen as a white supremacist symbol its entire time. It was seen as something as a, it became something of a southern heritage uh, symbol, mm-hmm. and like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that put it up, even though maybe they should have seen it another way, you could argue it, but they put it up because they just you know like the South. That was it. It wasn't some big, you know... They weren't glorifying right. slavery. And I think that's what Biden is referring it, to here, yeah. right? Like, he's referring to people who didn't use it that way. No, I think he's an absolute racist. Right. The, which is he's how talking we, about white supremacy right there. Exactly. And this is because how, that's, that's how they, they did deal with it. That's how they said it, but that's what they did with Trump. Yes. They acted as if they didn't understand. There, there's this idea of plausible deniability. 
not is this actually what happened, but can I come up with a scenario mm-hmm. that will allow me to convincingly argue that I think that's what he meant? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's happening right mm-hmm. now with the January 6th stuff. It's like, well, Donald Trump said he wanted people let into the area around his speech, uh, even though they were armed. And his, what he said, this is the accusation from the testimony in the January 6th thing, which I know you weren't listening to, so let me recount it quickly. She said, uh, Cassie Hutch- Hutchinson said, hey, uh, you know, the word I got was that he said he wanted people let in that were armed. And his answer was, well, these, pe- these are my people, they're not going to harm me. Yeah, now, he's thinking about they're armed, but they're not going to hurt anybody. Right. So, wor- so what? Hey, security, relax. These are mm-hmm. my people. They're not coming after me. I think everybody that hears him in the context of that moment with that phrasing understands what really occurred there. That that is what he's mm-hmm. saying, if it, if it happened at all. That he's saying, look, these are my people. I'm not worried about you letting them in. I know you're trying to protect me. But I'm not worried about that. Just because they have guns does not make them dangerous. I'm a guy who believes in the Second Amendment. Everybody understands. Everybody. I think everybody on the left understands that's what Donald Trump meant with that. What they are saying publicly is they he didn't care about anyone else. He didn't mind people with guns being around because they were going to go kill Mike Pence and 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 people in Congress, not him. So he didn't care about them. He wanted to lead them down. He wanted them to be armed because he knew they were going to target those other bad people that were trying to steal the election from him. Which is bullcrap, and now, they know it. Everybody know knows it. that's not what he was saying there. Right. Everyone. Yep. But they have plausible deniability because they've been able to come up with this ridiculous justification of another way he could have been thinking in that moment and then they all act as if they actually believe that's what he meant (laughs) and it's the same thing here you know over and over again the same thing is applied the the both the good people on both sides far fine people on both sides was an example of that they knew Right after that, in the speech, he said, I'm not talking about the white supremacists. So they knew he wasn't referring to that. Right. But they acted as if he was. And then a bunch of dumb people down the line don't look into it and think that's what really happened. And that is a it's a real problem. Uh, And it's been I would say it was always around before Donald Trump, but it was really brought out from the media when they tried to deal with Donald Trump. It set off this thing where they said, well, we don't have to try anymore. We don't have to act like we're trying. We don't have to look like we're trying to do journalism anymore. It's, this is too important. There's something going on here. This guy's too bad. He's, he's a different creature. We have to treat him differently. Stop acting like we're journalists. Just go for it. And that has set, that has set off. That's I really think, what they've done. Yeah. That set really off a is. really bad series of events. I, I think uh, it's really damaged our institutions. Now, look, Trump has, you know, has had problems with his institutions as well. It doesn't always care about them. There's no question about there have this has gone on. You know, uh, this is not just the media doing it. It's everybody doing it at the same time. But the media seems to lead it because they're the ones that are supposed to be the responsible party here. We all know politicians act on their own behalf. We, they they act in their in their own best interests. We we know that about politicians. Mm-hmm. The media is supposed to be the ones coming out and saying, "Hey, this is what's true and this is what is not true." They're trying to help us dissect when politicians make claims, which ones are true and which ones aren't. And they've given up that responsibility. They've ceded it completely.
Yeah. I mean, it's good yeah. for our business, I guess, because then there's someone else to, to call it out and say, hey, this is true and this isn't. But man, it's not, I don't think it's good for society overall. No, it's I, I, just one of the things that we, I guess we've accepted along the way is the, the media has just flipped to a biased organization as a whole. And, uh, and that's just the way it's going to be now. Just like the Democrats have flipped on certain things, uh, like when it comes to um, the pandemic, they've completely flipped on Big Pharma. Big yeah. Pharma used to be the big <laughs> boogeyman. There were terrible people. They were overcharging the elderly. Yeah. They were responsible for driving people into poverty just because they wanted to be healthy. All of a sudden now, they're heroes. Big Pharma is... It doesn't get any better so for Democrats. Weird. I mean, so weird. I've done the show for 20 years plus now. Mm-hmm. You've done, you know, radio for even longer. The entire time I've done it, the Democrats hated big pharmaceutical companies, hated them. Absolutely. Made documentaries it. about how evil they were. Yeah. Every movie that came out was about how a pharmaceutical company was screwing people over. Yes. They literally hated all of them all the time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, They're they heroes. love them all the time. Yeah. They and were- honestly, the same thing, the opposite has happened on the other side, where I, I don't know that Republicans ever loved pharmaceutical companies, but they certainly were more defending. I of think them. they understood yeah. that yes, they charge a lot of money for their for their product, but they do a lot of great but things. But they as do well. research and development, and yeah. almost all of that is done here in the United States by the pharmaceuticals in America. And so, yeah, I mean, the price is a little higher. Basically, every major development in modern medicine has come, come from, from the these, united, states. united states and many of yeah. these companies that yeah. doesn't mean they're angels it doesn't mean they're perfect no they have right. they have done plenty of stuff that they've gotten in trouble for they've literally you know they've gone through trials and done things that are wrong and put out magic medications that at some point have hurt people and they're all that stuff's true but they also done a lot of really good things yeah uh, and i think that i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but I'm pretty sure the correct attitude toward them is to w- look at them and watch them on their merits, not to love them or to hate them, mm-hmm. but just to say, okay, look, these guys are doing a good job with this right now. These guys are doing a bad job with this right now. That's kind of the sensible way. It doesn't <laughs> se- it seem like the, the left just seems to be absolutely despising them for 40 years and then absolutely loving them and treating them like they're God. A wholehearted embrace now. What? It's so of, weird. Did you ever think them. you'd see that day? No. No, absolutely not. It's so strange. I, I don't. I and, don't uh, and what's even more interesting is that it was it was Trump who was working with all of these companies <laughs> to bring about this vaccine. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, he seemed to have forgotten that little aspect. Yeah, like they, they hate ignore everything it. about him. Yeah, except this. But then they don't even give him credit for that. Nope. They act as if he had nothing to do with it. It's right. I, I don't. I just will never understand it. I was doing a podcast the other day, and they were like, "Well, what do, what do you think? Some of this, the, the how did politics? You know, how did what were the things that you noticed about politics that were strange during the pandemic? And like, I can't come up with a better example of that than that." Mm-hmm. There's just, it's the, stra- forget the reality of it. What's true and what isn't for a second. It's the strangest thing I've ever witnessed in politics. Like mm-hmm. the left absolutely despised everything Donald Trump touched yep. since he came into public view. And, th- and they told everyone in the country to not take the vaccine because 
Donald Trump helped it. He was going to force a vaccine through without the proper safety testing. Andrew Cuomo formed a separate council to double check Donald Trump's work because they were so scared it was going to be a scam. <laughs> and then Joe Biden won the election and all of a sudden it was the, the best, best thing, thing that had ever existed. Yeah. And it was perfect. It was... And on the other side, all of Trump's supporters and not all, but many of Trump supporters who stood with Trump as he campaigned on vaccine development Mm -hmm. can't stand the vaccine (laughs) and never want to hear about it again. Even as Donald Trump sits back and is like, I think it was this great thing that I accomplished. They're like, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) This guy they love, they don't want to hear word one about it. I don't care what is true and what isn't. It is the the strangest and fastest (laughs) change. It is weird. In a political, a major and political both sides completely flipped. Completely switched to the opposite side. Yeah. I, it's it really legitimately fascinating to watch that happen. And, and I, I, you know, that will be one if, if that will go down in just this, in a, in a political science study for the ages. Mm-hmm. No the, question. Because you realize that people like Kamala Harris were telling you this was like poison as <laughs> right. of like October 2020. And by January, she was getting the jab. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine Everything now. Everything is fine. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. And this is going to protect you. You won't get the virus if you get this. In fact, you're going to lose your job. Right. Are you a first responder who dedicated and, your life to solving this crisis? You're out. And you're in, out on the streets. In fairness to Trump supporters who flipped on this as well. It was partially the mandate that made them flip. Yes. I, you know, it's uh, being yes. told that we must or else... Very well, then true. I don't want to. And that's very true. Look, yeah. there is, and everybody has their, their, you know, there's, it's, it's not pure, right? Like, you know, a lot of people who are big Trump supporters got vaccinated. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Trump did very Jeffy, well with you. elderly, yeah, with elderly uh, supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're at 90 some odd percent. So we know that a lot of people who are big Trump supporters did get vaccinated. But I think, and this is why I think your point is so valid here, Pat. Is that so much of the attitude and language and approach of the Biden administration infuriated people who were very open and to getting the vaccine? Off. Yeah, I right? was open to it in the beginning. Yeah, and it's like, and then wound up not getting it because people were just like, "Get out of my face! What are you talking yeah. about?" It was a violation of their personal liberty, and it felt like giving in to a, a terrible government uh program rather than just like okay this you know this medicine works or it doesn't yeah which is how you're this is how medicine's supposed to be you know you're supposed to make medical decisions based on whether you think it's good or not not Mm -hmm. how the government is forcing you into it and threatening you to be fined or be thrown out on the streets from your job yeah that really hurt yeah really hurt 727 uh 888-888-727-BECK more patents too for glenn coming up glenn back Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. In life, there are good and bad surprises. Finding 20 bucks, good surprise. Car breaking down, really bad surprise. When you have a car protection plan through CarShield, those bad surprises are a lot easier to handle. 
CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. Just choose the mechanic you want to work with, and CarShield administrators will handle the rest. And here's a good surprise. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price by getting coverage today, and it'll never go up. CarShield helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier to handle. Get coverage like I did, because I never worry about my trucks at the ranch. I know when I need them, they'll be ready to roll. CarShield.com slash back, 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan now. CarShield.com slash back, 800-391-8888. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we were just talking about the weird thing with uh, with Democrats and, and Big Pharma now. Well, Pfizer has just signed a new $3.2 billion COVID vaccine deal with the U.S. government. So uh, they've got a new vaccine for the new Omicron variant. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's been adapted to that. It's, it's fascinating. Though, the, the vaccine they keep telling people to take now is, is, is sort of ancient, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was created two and a half years ago. Like we've went through a million mm. variants. It does. It is a. It's a strange part of this, and yeah. that like, and separate from Pat, the vaccine of whether you want to take it or not. At some point, does this go back to a normal healthcare item? Like, at some point, is the government not paying? Like, we all have either health insurance or Obamacare, which solved all of our healthcare problems. Oh, oh right. So, right. At some point, does this go back to like you? If you want the vaccine, you put it on your insurance. Like, at some point, does that happen again? Or are we just now... I think it might. They just go into... We're just auto into... They pay for every piece of care. Like, did this <laughs> just happen? sure. Uh, like, in front of our eyes here? Yeah. I I think it goes back to normal because eventually we're going to treat this as part of normal life. I mean, I think that we're there. Yeah, we're probably and there. This is why I'm questioning Especially in this, Texas. Right? Like, yeah. why, why are we spending billions and billions more from the government to these companies if you want it get, get it. it but you know you're responsible <laughs> exactly. for your health care right? right that's how everything else is this is the glenn back program